0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dallas Hoops Fancast. I am your host, Martin, and we have Sydney here as well. Hello. And I apologize about my voice. <laughs> I have been sick for a week now, so please forgive me.
1: But it's not the Ronus. It's not it Corona. It was a sinus infection. It was just
0: being sick.
1: It was a sinusular yes. infection. Yes. Okay. Oh, I have something to say. All right. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're on the road to 30 reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we are so close. We're at 27 and so like three reviews away i'm so excited thank you to everyone that's left a review i appreciate all of them even the guy that left a one-star review and said that <laughs> said that we complain too much to be honest we do complain so too famous. much but i feel like our complaints are warranted so it's mm-hmm. like oh is this we got really some a coming problem? tonight <laughs> oh we do oh uh, oh yes my minor, minor things it, yes. it was a good game overall but Thank you to everyone. We're so close to 30. Thanks for the support. I really appreciate it. If you feel inclined to leave a review, that would be awesome. And then we'll get to get to 30 reviews. Thank you. All right. That's Yes, all.
0: thank you very much. Okay, the Mavericks win 113-108. Really, the game was interesting at the end for the first. Mm-hmm. Really, the first quarter was kind of close. But the second and third quarter, the Mavericks were kind of dominating. Luka was on fire from three again. That's really kind of been the norm lately when yeah. he has a bad game from three it's kind of out of the ordinary
1: yeah he really he's had one i think bad shooting game in yeah. the past couple I, I mean really ever since he the rarely, first month of the season
0: i mean he rarely has a bad shooting game in general like where his overall percentages yeah. are low but tonight he was 7 11 from three eight of fifty oh i'm sorry 11 of 15 overall from the floor 36 points eight rebounds five assists you and, said, oh, sorry. Go I'll, ahead, yes. I'm going to say something and interrupt yes, you. Yes, please.
1: <laughs> so you were saying the other day about how Luca never has a bad game when it's a, against a major opponent or on national television. Yep. And you're so right. It's like it's automatic. He, you know he's going to show up big I think the for those last, games.
0: The last game where he didn't shoot well or play well on national TV or against a high-profile opponent was early in the regular season last year against yeah. the Clippers. Mm -hmm. and they kind of...
1: They messed him around. Yeah, they were really physical with him.
0: They uh, got away with a lot, Yeah, and he had one of his worst games, but Mm -hmm. typically when it's a nationally televised game and it's going against either a big-time opponent or a big-time player he shows up yeah there's no question mm-hmm. like he's gonna have a monster game and again he did it again tonight with 36 points
1: and he, he hits oh, i'm sorry yes you, yes you continue no, no no interrupt no, me no, interrupt, no, interrupt you me. Talk, you go no no
0: <laughs> okay you're going you want me to go yes please
1: okay. i was just gonna say he had some really s- s- deep sick deep shot yes okay he, he had some deep ones continue. there was one
0: in the fourth Where he had to throw up a half-court shot, mainly because the 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 shot clock was going down. But he got the ball back. Again, Mm -hmm. the shot clock going down. And he was almost at the same spot he was before he shot that one. And a step back. He did a step back, a guy in his face, Mm -hmm. and swished it. It was nasty. And it basically kept the Mavericks in control of the game. The Mavericks never trailed in this game. Overall, a really dominant win. Mm Mm-hmm. Look, when you're up by so many points with so much game left, the team almost every single time is going to come back. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. When you're up by 23 on an opposing team's home in court. In the third quarter. In the third quarter. You, you know. give all that time left for them to fight back. Yeah. It's going to come back. Now, whether whether you respond or not, what's important, 99% of the time teams respond because when you're up by so much, it's just hard for you to lose that game. Yeah.
1: Well, you're up for a reason. Yes. Yes.
0: And so the teams that make the ultimate comeback is because the team couldn't respond to the run. I thought the Mavericks responded well. Mm-hmm. The Celtics played really good defense. Uh, Marcus Smart is a really good flopper and a good defender. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he played Luca as well as you can play him. Luca was just hitting some insane shots tonight.
1: Yeah. Well, and Luca had that one on Smart where it was like he basically broke Smart's ankles. I think this was in the first quarter. Like broke his ankles, did a step back, drained it. I mean, and he had—he was just hitting step backs from all over the place. And And deep ones. Yeah, and it's like that's the thing with Luca. That's why he's so exciting is it's not just that he's efficient or he makes a lot of shots. He does those things, but he hits those shots where you're like, there's no way that's going in, and it goes in every time.
0: You know, it's almost like Dirk when Dirk would shoot his one-legged fade or Mm -hmm. a turnaround jumper, and it was like you want to force – Dirk into a fadeaway yeah but it's like or do you yeah <laughs> because Dirk mastered that sure, and yeah. that that became a shot so you're like you want to force Luca into a off the dribble step back three from 30 feet yeah but or do you Yes, it. it's yeah. like, or maybe not because that is turning and And I don't think this is a fluke anymore with this no. three point shooting. It's been going on for too long. Yeah. Maybe the fluke was the early yeah, season when he was struggles. shooting 12%. Yeah. If you take that month out, man, he's over 40% from three for oh, the wow. season. And if he can be a 40% three point shooter for his career season after season, it's over Because you see how much attention Steph Curry gets when he's out there on the court. Just because he can shoot, he draws so much attention. And that's going to happen with Luka. Because he's making these threes so consistently that it's going to put so much pressure on the defense. And you saw the Celtics' only goal was to prevent Luka from getting into the lane. And they did a great job job at that. Yeah. Luca could not get past his defenders. He
1: couldn't get past the three point line. No. On a lot of these possessions. And so he
0: was like, All right,
1: I'll <laughs> I- just shoot
0: it. No biggie. Yeah. Been here, done that. Ain't nothing but a thing. Yeah. And then he just went back and, and that was it. And he carried the Mavericks to a 113 108 victory.
1: Yeah, we um like we've seen a totally different Luca this year in that there's really nothing that bothers him or phases him. And we talked about this after that their first-round series last year in the playoffs against the Clippers, we were like, we think that he's just... He realized there's nobody that can stop me. Mm -hmm. There's no one in this league that can stop me. I played the best defensive team with the best defenders in the league, and I got what I wanted. And so I think you've seen this year, Luca. he just... Nothing really bothers him, either a poor shooting night or any type of defense or whatever it is. He knows that he can dominate, mm-hmm. so why would he worry? He just goes out there and does what he does.
0: He doesn't allow the referees. Either. Now, he'll have stretches in the game where, where he's he gets frustrated. upset, just like every player. Every right? player does. Yeah. I don't know why everybody jumps on Luka's case because, because he's talking to he the refs. he used
1: to be really bad about it. Yeah, but
0: it. so does every superstar. Like... Dirk did the same thing Duncan but like not Duncan as, bad
1: as Luca did I
0: don't I think that's just saying something without it being like everybody argued like that
1: yeah I, I feel like earlier in his career he would don't get me wrong it was I, like it was over the top
0: I'm not saying what he was doing was right I thought he needed to calm down a little yeah bit. I thought that he needed to pick the timing better mm. But the talking to the ref and complaining about fouls... Yeah,
1: that stuff now, it's normal. Yes. The level that he's at now. But the
0: timing of it, I thought, was more important. He would do that too much Mm -hmm. when he needed to get back on defense. Yeah, true. He has taken that part completely out of his game. Yeah. He always gets back on defense now, for the most part. Um and then tonight he got teed up. It was a really weak technical, especially because like for two plays in a row after that Tatum was yelling at the ref. It's mm-hmm. like Luca literally was walking side by side with the ref, no hand gestures and just talking. Mm-hmm. And then the ref was like, I had enough <laughs> teeth, you know, and it's like, well, Tatum just yelled at you. Yeah. yeah. And that's not a I I mean, I don't understand what's going on there, but yeah. either way, um, it was a fun game. Uh, it got a little hairy there at the fourth.
1: But yeah, the during, the comeback obviously, yeah, it gets you on the edge it made of your me nervous. seat. Thankfully, yeah. Luca is freaking amazing and yeah. kind of sealed it. Plus, Jalen Brunson hits Brunson some had, big free yeah.
0: throws. Brunson had a really good night, twenty one points. Porzingis had a good night, 9 point, 19 points, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals, three blocks. He'll probably get defensive player of the of the, the game.
1: game. What What do you think about Porzingis his overall performance tonight?
0: I thought he played fine. I I thought he looked a little upset in the first half because he wasn't getting as many shots as he thought he should be getting. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that kind of filtered into how they came out to start the second half. You can tell when they started the second half, their main goal was to get Porzingis some shots. Mm -hmm. And they did that a couple of times. Sometimes it worked, sometimes I didn't. I just don't like that. I don't, you know, I don't like the fact that Anytime he goes through a long stretch of not touching the ball, um, he gets upset. Mm-hmm. Even though at that point in time he had the same amount of shots as Luca. Well,
1: and Luca was on fire. It's like you you feed well, he whoever
0: had, is on fire. He had 15 shots tonight. So did Luca. So it's yeah, not true. like Luca had that many more shots. Um,
1: he so, didn't have any more shots. Yeah, I, I thought he
0: played well, though. I thought yeah. he played fine. I just don't like that piece of it. And a really weird. Situation at the end of the game where Carlisle decided to take him out. Yeah. And I guess if you're looking at it from Carlisle's perspective, um, the Celtics had five guards out Mm -hmm. on the court or five wings, basically. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for Porzingis, I guess, on the defensive end, although I disagree. But they were five three-point shooters. So on defense, Porzingis was out of the lane. You're expecting him to guard a three-point shooter. Yeah. So okay, you you take him out. I thought there were moments though when you could have brought him back in. Like there was a, a time when they brought Luke Cornett back into Cornet, the game. Yeah. Cornett. And they decided to keep Luca on the bench. I mean, uh, Porzingis on the bench. Yeah. I thought that was a mistake. I thought you should have brought him back in. If your whole point taking him out was because of the five guards or five yeah. wings, the moment they put a big back in, you should have looked right back at Porzingis yeah. and get back out Well, there.
1: And, and when they start playing their free throw game, like Chris Tops is a good free throw shooter. That was another so. thing. Like
0: when it was under 40 seconds or something, and it was a free throw shooting game, I, I thought Porzingis should have been out there no matter what because yeah. – Honestly, you just throw him the ball, he holds it up into the air, yeah. <laughs> and they'll have to foul him yeah. because he's just so much bigger than everybody else on the court, and he's an excellent free-throw shooter. I thought that was a little strange, too, that they never brought him back in. I don't know what to think, though, of of the whole situation.
1: It's, it's every game. I was thinking today that it's like... It, I'm almost... It, I get tired you know like it gets old. It's an emotional roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster but you know he's a good player and not every player is low maintenance or or whatever. I mean everyone has their own personality so it's like is it worth it? You know there's a certain point where it is and there's a certain point where it isn't and so right now he's our second best player. I mean it is what it is.
0: Well and I I, I'm trying to decide like should he be mad at Carlisle and the coaching staff and the Mavericks system that they run for him not getting the ball? Even though he hasn't really justified
1: That's the getting the ball in yeah. the post.
0: But he still feels like he should get more touches. I, is it a, a result of Carlisle or is it a result of the league changing? Like th- The league is just not the same yeah. league anymore.
1: Well, okay, but you have guys like Joel Embiid who he is dominant down low, but that's the thing—he's dominant down low. Say. So it's like if a guy dominates in wherever he wants to get, wants to get the ball, he'll get the ball. Like I'm sure Carlisle hates Lucas step backs, but he makes well, them. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you know, if you if you're gonna <clears throat> do that, then okay. But that's the thing. With I think it's I think it's a lot. I think it's that the league has changed. I think it's the Maverick system. I think it's that Kristaps isn't. As good as it appears to it as it appears he thinks he is and it's just you know it's well, a tough it, situation and it's
0: not just missing shots is he doesn't have a good handle
1: he, he it gets stolen he doesn't make the shot he doesn't get a good shot you can keep talking
0: <laughs> no you're right i mean yeah. he, he so it's like if he doesn't get a shot then he passes it right back out. But sometimes he'll take it a little bit too much time. Mm-hmm. Either way, it just it turns out to where it's just not a good play. Now, when great. he makes it, yeah. it's like, great, he makes sure. it. And when they're going in, all right, fine. But if they're not, then don't force it. But yeah. I don't know. He had 19 points, eight rebounds, three blocks. I thought he played well. I thought the Mavericks played well. They won 113-108. And yet, we always find ourselves <laughs> talking, talking about Chris Porzingis. Christop. And it's not our fault. It's just because there's so much drama around this man.
1: Yeah, well, we're just evaluating the game. Mm-hmm. So we talk about what we see. I mean, obviously, Luca was amazing tonight. Another thing we saw was Kristaps, which we see every night. I mean, like I said, it it is what it is. Like, he's their second best player. He's got this certain mentality. And so you kind of just have to work with it. And I think the Mavericks are. Like, I know Carlisle doesn't want to feed the post that much. But they're working with him, and it's like, okay. I mean, they're winning games yeah. because of Luca. but whatever. They're winning games. Well, and
0: look, this all started because he got taken out of the game in the fourth quarter, the last four minutes or three minutes or whatever. Oh,
1: yeah, and that was weird. It yeah. was
0: weird. And, and again, I understand from Carlisle's perspective they had five guards out there. Okay, but I just felt like there were other moments you could have brought him back in mm-hmm. for the free throw shooting, for the cornet position or uh, play where he could have stayed out there and guarded Cornette. I don't know. I thought he was a monster defensively. You were forcing the Celtics to mm-hmm. shoot a lot of threes. They weren't making them.
1: Yeah, I mean, so had- you got
0: to put him on Evan Fournier. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I I felt like he earned it and deserved the right to be out there. Regardless of what the Celtics. Now, if he were a dominant low post player like Embiid, mm-hmm. then you would prevent the Celtics from doing that. Like, if he could dominate the post and they went small, then you can just give Porzingis the ball yeah, every time true. in the post. If he can become that person, then the defense, the opposing team won't be able to put five smalls out there. Yeah. But in this case, to take Porzingis out of the game, just put five guards out there, five wings, and he can't play.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think, like, this is one reason why I didn't want to like give up on or trade Porzingis early because I was like the fact that there are deficiencies in his game to me that's just what if he got better there yeah. you know what if he got better or what if he understood his role at some point like what kind of player could he be like and like I said there's a point where it's worth it there's a point where it's not but I don't think we're at the point where we know for sure it's not worth it like he could be I mean obviously I don't think he's as good as or potentially better than Dirk I'm going to disagree with that point but you know he could be he could be good well there's
0: no question yeah Dirk I'm not Depends even going to entertain who you ask that, yes I'm not going to entertain that argument with even a, a discussion on it because it's just not a discussion yeah Um, I'm looking forward to him, if he stays healthy the rest of this year, having a full off-season of actually working on his game. Because he's got a couple things he's got to work on. He's got to work on his handle, Mm -hmm. and he's got to work on his lower body strength. He's got to be able to back these smalls down. Right now, he can't do that. He's forced to fling in his elbow and nearly killing somebody in order to get a jumper.
1: Yeah. Well, and just basic like all-around footwork and mm-hmm. skill, just just the shot itself. I mean, cuz even with all of that, he gets shots, you know, they just don't go in. So
0: But like I but said, he, he hasn't he had He could make it easier yeah, for himself. He hasn't had an off-season, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I do want to talk.
1: I have go a question. Go ahead. Yes,
0: interrupt me again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is Niccolo Melli your favorite Mavericks player now? No. Cuz I think he's mine. Okay. I'm just gonna. He didn't gonna play the second
0: half, which I also didn't quite understand.
1: But he was a plus on the in the box plus. I minus. thought he played
0: well in the first half. Sometimes Carlisle does that, you know. He'll i <laughs> I don't understand Carlisle sometimes. Like I do, don't. I'm not one of those guys saying we need to fire Carlisle. No. Um, but sometimes I think he overthinks it. He overcomplicates it, and it's like it's just basketball, man. Like yeah. They're just playing basketball out there, and, and you're playing analytic ball. And it's like, can we just play – like, that that possession late in the game because Kemba Waka, Walker, Waka, w- Waka. was guarding Dorian, we decided to post oh up God, Dorian. Yes. And that was the play call and of from of course, Rick.
1: it was a turnover. And it's like, when
0: Carlisle does stuff like that, it's, it's like, like – Bro,
1: that ain't it, Chief.
0: How do you justify I don't give a
1: crap how bad of
0: a defender Kemba Walker is. Or how short he is. Dorian cannot take anybody. I could defend Dorian Finney-Smith.
1: Well, he's taller than you.
0: I stand by what I said. Okay, he is so limited offensively that... and, And when Carlisle does that kind of stuff, it's like, dude what you know like i don't understand your logic throw analytics out the window what makes sense right here is not posting up dorian finney smith yeah
1: you know what though i think carlisle is just a gangster like he just do what he do and he don't care what he doesn't care he's like i'm what i'm gonna do you got a problem there's you can sit on the bench there's another
0: (laughs) person that does that okay that's luca
1: <laughs> well, all right. So yeah. when
0: Luca does it, it's yeah. like okay, because it works.
1: Yeah, Carlisle's like
0: two minutes left in the game. Celtics making a massive comeback.
1: We need big free throws. I'm gonna post up
0: <laughs> Dorian. He's got Kemba on him. Post up, <laughs> post up. And it's like, wh- what are you doing? Yeah. And and I thought that was really strange. Again, I I thought the mismanagement of of Porzingis late in the game. But, you know, he'll defend everything he ever yeah. does because you can't question the Mavericks. We're not going down that rabbit hole. But um, anyways, those are about, my thoughts.
1: What about Hardaway? He kind of struggled tonight. Yeah, he was
0: all right. I mean, he didn't get a lot of opportunities. Uh, I think uh, yeah. the Celtics have a lot of good perimeter defenders. Yeah. Like Jalen Tatum and Brown are all really good defenders. And not just J- Jalen Jalen Brown. Yeah. Jalen Tatum Jaylen, and Brown. Brown? smart. smart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they're all really good defenders. Yeah. And not just given the title, good defender. Like, these guys can actually defend. And a lot of players are like, oh, yeah, he's a great wing defender. But when you watch, mm-hmm. like, he gets blown by. Like, <laughs> Paul George has the reputation for being this great defender. He gets killed all the time. Now, maybe it's just Luca that kills him. Probably. Which I, you know, fine, oh, I'll live know. with that. But He's Luka's son, so yeah, he can do that. They're, they're a good defensive team, so he, he didn't get a lot of opportunities, but...
1: Okay, I have a question. I just saw this... Uh, highlight video on ESPN and the title tell me what this means Luca shakes defender to tickle the twine from three what the heck does that mean
0: I think the net is also called a twine
1: okay so and he I guess he tickled, tickled it, it when the ball <laughs> when just the ball... barely
0: touched it oh okay went it's over complicating a tweet. Yeah. It's like just say, Lucas shakes his defender well, and swishes just like a three. the
1: title of the video. Tickles, Tickles the twine. To tickle the twine. So like, I, I don't know. That makes me feel yep. uncomfortable. Um. Oh, do you want to talk about... I'm well, oh, sorry, are we done with the game? I was going to see Go if ahead. you wanted to talk about the J.J. Reddick oh, interview. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I
0: think um, it's not as bad as what I saw on Twitter. When I saw it on Twitter, I thought it was like the worst thing ever because everybody <laughs> was freaking out about it. And I was like, "Well, just wave him, just let him go." <laughs> um, but then when I watched it myself, I I just I think he was just being honest about what happened. Um, he never really intended to be here. You, you mm-hmm. can't pretend that players want to play on every team that they're on. Yeah. But you know, you do it because you're a professional. Mm-hmm. And I thought he will come to Dallas. He said he would. He yeah. posted a picture on Instagram of him wearing a Dallas jersey, so he intends on playing. It just wasn't where he originally wanted to go, yeah. and he was lied to. Yeah. So I think that's really all it was to it.
1: Yeah, I would encourage anyone that hasn't listened to the podcast to listen to it. It's probably, what, the first 10, 15 minutes of the episode. So you don't have to listen to the whole thing, but that just that segment. Because when you listen to it, yeah, he said things, like you said, how he talked to the Pelicans and he requested a trade. He told them he wanted to go to the Northeast because that's where his family lives and his kid is in school. He... Um, you know, when they didn't trade him initially, he thought he was going to get bought out. The Pelicans gave him their word that they would give, they would send him to a place he wanted to go to. Like all of these things of how he did not want to be or plan to be in Dallas, and he he basically said as much. Like I, I didn't want to be traded here, but he really emphasized, and especially towards the very end of that segment that he is going to play here. He's going to be here. He's a professional. He's going to do his job. I
0: said, this is, I think, what a lot of players go through. They get traded to a team they never really wanted to play for. That doesn't mean they just don't play. You know, some... I
1: mean, unless you're Andre Iguodala. Yeah, okay, fine. (laughs)
0: But other than that, you know, for the most part, you you just play because that's where you were traded. Or Rajon Rondo. Well, you know...
1: He still played, actually, technically. Yeah, until
0: the hit the playoff times. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's not, I mean, obviously I don't want to hear that. Like, it's not great. It's not reassuring. I mean, he still doesn't really want affect. to be here. But at least I know, I feel comfortable knowing that he's gonna play if he's healthy I mean he said he's still rehabbing from the heel yeah. thing so who knows well, and he, how he that's didn't gonna go he did say
0: he doesn't want to be here he said he didn't want to be here he there's a didn't. difference there is a difference because now that he's here it's like okay I'm here let's he's do it he's accepted it yes but yeah. he never intended on being traded here but now that he's here okay yes did he want to be here no but he is now so now yeah. it's time to go to work
1: that's, that's a good way of looking so, at it
0: Mavs next two games okay Back-to-back games. Knicks on Friday, Washington on Saturday. What are the Mavericks going to do with Luka and Porzingis? Well, Apparently, they're, gonna... they're the only two players that need rest <laughs> on back-to-backs.
1: They're going to rest for one of those games. They might, they're might. they either going to split the rest, like Luka will play one, Kristaps will play the other, or they'll rest them at the same time. The Wizards aren't good, aren't good. The they're Knicks?
0: 17 and 29. The yeah. Knicks game. The Knicks are all right. They're 24 and 24. That's that's I mean, going to be a hard-fought game. Yeah,
1: And it's the Knicks. So, yeah, they, they, I mean, if they still have the KP stuff. Uh,
0: which then. I don't think they do. They got their new star are there, in Julius Are there Randall. fans there yet? I don't know. Yeah. Because I think that would make a difference. Yeah. But but the Knicks are a good team.
1: I think you should play them against the Knicks. Because, obviously, that's the harder matchup. Mm-hmm. You know? You, then that's what they've been doing. They've been resting them against the easier Just team. Just don't,
0: don't throw. Don't. You're better off just trying to win one guaranteed instead of maybe losing both. Yeah. Because when you sit one for yeah. either one, you have a chance at losing both. Whereas mm-hmm. if you play them both at least against one opponent, chances are you're gonna win that game. You're you're fifteen and four when Luca and Porzingis both play. Yeah. So just just play them both on one and then if because they're twenty two years old. <laughs> and can't play a second night of a back-to-back yeah. sit them that time. I would rather see them play the Knicks than mm. the Wizards because the Wizards do Any not play game. defense yeah. whatsoever. And uh, I just don't care about that game.
1: I, ho- I would rather they just try to win both, both games. Yes. Just if they can play, then play. And it's like we were listening, or no, I was listening to uh, the 77 Minutes in Heaven podcast. And they were talking about this situation and how, you know, maybe they can rest these guys because their schedule is so easy. And he was like, well, the games are easy until they're not. And whenever you sit these guys, they're no longer easy and you're probably going to lose them. I mean, even with Kristaps having big games in these last few ones without Luca, they still lost. And so it's like you're given a really good opportunity here and you're not taking advantage (sighs) of it. And to me, it's like we're always told as fans to look at long-term to look at the big picture and for me that's why it bothers me is because long-term you're sacrificing a higher seat in the playoffs and it's like i'm just surprised by how many fans are okay with losing or justify losing I'm sorry, I have a rant that I'm going to no, do real quick. No, please,
0: because I think so, I have the same one.
1: It's, so it, it's like, um, I, I'm just surprised by how many people are, like, where losing is is totally okay or not a problem, or like, you're not worried about it, or it's like, I'm never going to be okay with losing. You're, even if, I know a meaningless game in, in March or April, I know it doesn't mean anything. It's not about that. It's about longer term that you could have a, a higher seat in the playoffs, maybe sixth or fifth, and... You just—you're never gonna be able to convince me that losing is okay, or that it doesn't have any ramifications. You're never gonna convince me that being a seventh or eighth seed is better than being the fifth or sixth seed. Like, or like, you know, yeah, I'm—I'm I'm not even worried about the play-in tournament. I'm not even not even worried about seed we get. We just need to get into the playoffs, and then we'll be fine. It's like, no, no, no. If you're the eighth or seventh seed, you're pretty much guaranteed a first-round exit. Like, look at the history of eighth and seventh seed versus the one and two seed. You're out. That's a first round exit. And so, yeah, I want a higher seed long term. That's why these sitting uh, sitting players bothers me because of what it means long term for their seeding. And it's just, you're never going to be able to convince me that losing isn't a problem or that seeding doesn't matter or that a seventh seed is... Somehow, just as good as getting the fifth seed because it's It's just not. It's absolutely
0: ridiculous. We were listening to a pod, and that's what they were talking about. Like they weren't afraid to play the Suns if we were the seventh seed. or I'm not. I'm
1: not even worried about the play-in tournament. The the Suns are
0: 32 and 14. Yeah, they are 32 and 14 for a reason. Exactly, because they are a really good team. You are 25 and 21 for a reason. You can sit here and say injuries and COVID and all that. It is what it is. You are what your record says you are.
1: Well, and at the if you're the eighth or seventh seed, that the playoffs don't care why you're the yeah. eighth seed. The no, fact they is don't. you're the eighth you seed facing the one seed. So <laughs> you you may be
0: better than the seventh seed, but the problem is because you're the seventh seed, you're facing you a, a team matchup. that's yeah. just better than you. Yeah. So you don't have a chance of getting out of the first round. Now, if you were the fifth seed going against the fourth, you seed, you have a
1: much better chance. Yes.
0: Okay. Now yeah. the teams are a little bit more equal Yeah. and the Mavericks just throwing games because of this mindset, long-term health. And it's just like, I don't understand it. Like, I don't think there was a single player growing up their dream to play in the NBA. They dreamed about winning championships. They didn't dream about playing 20 seasons.
1: Like, obviously, that's nice. They it's, want that, but they want to compete. I
0: think they would rather have 15 years of full competing yeah. in the NBA than 20 years where only 10 of it you competed. And that's exactly what happened to Dirk. Yeah. Because they refused. Well... To sign anybody <laughs> yeah. after 2011, I'm not going down that road. But, okay, so Dirk got to play 21 seasons, but only 11 of them were relevant.
1: Yeah. Well, and and again, it's not about, like, okay, you could use the logic of if the Mavs are the 7th or 8th seed because of, you know, rest or COVID or whatever, they're like, they're a better team than their record is. And that might be true, but it's not about who they are. It's about who, who their, their opponent. opponent is. So it's like, okay, If you're facing the Lakers or the Clippers or the Jazz, you're just not good enough to beat those teams. And so it's about getting an easier opponent in the first round, however good you think you might be. And it's like, again, it's it's just It's just logic. Yeah, like the the eighth seed has beat the one seed in a seven-game series, I think. think twice. Three three times. Three times, okay. And one of those years was when Derrick Rose tore his ACL, okay? So that's what it took for that to happen. The seven seed has beat the two seed one time in a seven game series, and I'm sure there were so many circumstances of injuries or resting or, or whatever, whatever could happen to the Mavericks. I'm sure there were examples of that happening, but still, those teams lost in the first okay. round. So it's, I I understand the different arguments, but it's just I'm never going to be convinced. That I I should be okay with the seventh seed no, over the fifth or fourth if we could get that. Or it sixth. was
0: laughable when we were listening to this because it was I like was
1: just I was surprised by how many people were okay with you're, losing. You're literally it, it saying me. I'm okay
0: with being the seventh seed
1: or the play-in tournament. Even I mean there and are some like, that were like justifying the play-in tournament. I just I I just as a fan I just can't believe that you would be that okay with losing or justifying losing as if it doesn't matter and not even to where you have to freak out but just yeah i don't want to lose games like, well
0: you, you should try look again i don't think dallas is as bad as the seven seat but that doesn't mean they're better than the two seat
1: yeah or the so, one seat
0: or the one seat yeah. so if they are on all they're firing in all cylinders going into the playoffs. That doesn't mean they're better than the Suns or the Jazz or the Clippers
1: or the Lakers if or the Lakers. Still there. Yes,
0: it yeah. doesn't mean they're better than the Nuggets. I know they play the Nuggets well. It's a different animal in the playoffs. Yeah. So just because they're better than the seventh seed, which I think they are, doesn't mean they're better than those teams. So you should try to get as high as you can get to even the odds of you beating the opponent that you're going to face because the closer you are to them, then the closer you are to them, basically record-wise and and talent-wise.
1: Well, and again, you know, like you said, you might be better than an eighth or seventh seed, but you're not beating the one or two seed. Now, if you're like, if you think that normally you would be the sixth seed, then, okay, I can accept that going into the playoffs, you have the confidence of like, you know what, we should have been the sixth seed. Well, then, if you're the sixth seed, you're facing the third, the third seed. seed. Okay, so maybe you think, but that's not who you're facing. If you're the seventh or eighth seed, you're you might be good enough to be the third seed, but that's not who you're facing. You're facing the the two or the one seed. So, yeah. I it's like I'm. I know I've talked a lot about this, and I didn't expect to do a negative. Well, thing we, about this, we, but we it came up, and it it's it's just genuinely surprised me. I well, I figured people is, would be more bothered but by losing. This is how
0: how the Mavericks. The media reality empire. distortion field. Yes, the media empire. Losing is okay. Oh, that's literally what they've created within their yeah. own, their own. Yeah.
1: Like no, no, no. We want to lose spectrum. You know, yeah. it's
0: okay to lose these games. It's like what? Like yeah. you. you
1: <laughs> well, you it, know,
0: it's like you're in a different alternate universe or something well
1: it's like they say like you know the game a game meaningless game in november a meaningless game in february and it's like yeah but long term that actually does hurt you yeah especially you know there's not a lot of wiggle room in in the east or in the in the west so
0: there's no meaningless game but that doesn't mean every game Is the most important game. Like you should try to win every game. That's been the logic of sports for a (laughs) hundred years. And now the Mavericks over the last ten are okay with winning not being their main priority. I know I got on that rent a lot. I don't want to go on it again, especially with my voice sounding like crap.
1: I mean, you know, and again, like it's not like they have to play eighty-two games, forty-eight minutes a game. I know a player might rest. For whatever reason, but it's just the fact that a back-to-back is an automatic, automatic rest.
0: Automatic.
1: You know, it's it's not like a game. It's that the the back-to-backs themselves mm-hmm. are automatic rest, and it's I you know that's it's weird to me.
0: Well, it's it sucks because let's say they decide to do their same thing against New York mm-hmm. and Washington, where they do one and one and whatever. Let's say they lose both games because KP sat one and Lucas sat another. The very next game Utah, so. Yeah. You know, you you could easily lose three in a row. Or why don't you just guarantee one of these wins? If you're gonna sit them, sit them against New York, play yeah. them both against Washington. Bradley Beals out, guaranteed win as long as you show up to play. Yeah. And then you can handle Washington or Utah and go toe to toe with them and fight hard or whatever. Maybe you sneak out a win because you've been playing better. But don't don't just throw these two games.
1: Yeah. Um. Anyway, basically, I just I. I might, like, I might be okay. Like, I am okay if they, obviously, I know that losing is a part of sports. You lose games sometimes, and I understand that, but I'm never going to justify it, even if I think that there might be a good reason for it or, or whatever. Like, I'm never going to justify losing. And
0: Well, it, it used to be when you lost, it's because you just happened to lose. Yeah nowadays losing we has lose become an art form yeah yeah like, like we
1: cause losses yes and it's
0: like <laughs> we pick we our lost losses. because we didn't play our players <laughs> yeah whereas in the past you lost because the they just executed better yeah. than you at the end of the game and it's turned into something completely different so
1: I anyways think, we're, we're going one, really
0: long one, more, one point more point and then we gotta call then, it a yeah
1: night. um like just again that I the Mavs have said a lot that we just need to get into the playoffs. It, over the past several seasons I've heard this like we just need to get to the playoffs and we believe if we can just get there that who knows what will happen. Um You'll get and again eliminated like, in the yeah, first round. Yeah, the playoffs don't work that way. They mm-hmm. just don't work that way. It doesn't matter. Like you know, crazy things happen. I understand that, but. It just doesn't work that way. It's not that you just get into the playoffs and then you can win by sheer will. Like if These you teams have a are good. yeah, if you have a matchup against a team that is, you know, twenty games better than you, it's just it's just history. The eighth seed and the seventh seed, they just don't win those first round matchups. And so yeah, that whole thing of like we just need to get to the playoffs. It's like I appreciate the confidence, but that's just not how basketball works. no. Anyways, I'm sorry that I did a rant and I talked a lot. Hey, I no need to apologize. To and I love everybody, okay. even the guy who thinks that Kristaps is better than Dirk.
0: There's somebody out there by the way. If if you want to know who he is, I don't know who he is. Well, you know, <laughs> but he's out there. I
1: appreciate the confidence first of all, and it's like, you know, you know what? Go you, man. Like go you. I'm I'm not I don't agree with you, but I appreciate the you you stick into your guns. You know, you got to gotta, yeah, gotta yeah. give him credit for that.
0: I give him a lot of credit. <laughs> all right. That's all we got for tonight, guys. We will, and girls, we will talk to you after hopefully a Knicks win where both of our guys played.
1: Do you think Kristaps will have a big game?
0: No. Okay.
1: <laughs> he never has big games. When you need him to. In big games. Yes. He has big games in small games.
0: Uh, that's Kristaps in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we got. We love the Mavs. Good night.
1: Enter to win a free Luka Doncic t-shirt at DallasHoopsCast.com slash homage. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Okay, bye.